So hello and welcome. Uh, you're listening to the Evolpreneur Success Show, a secret show, pardon me, Evolpreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs. And I'm your host, Brian Silverthorne. It's always good to start with a little mistake. So my mission as always is to uh, help entrepreneurs make a difference with their business and to navigate the often messy worlds of uh, startup growth and relaunch. And today we're going to dig deep with our guest and get you some great concepts and strategies to fast track your business. And our special guest today is Jill Tinney. And Jill is a speaker, author, an entrepreneur, a podcaster, a writer, and a business coach, and has uh, figured out a way to help people through collaboration. And I'll let her explain that a little bit later. Welcome to the show, Jill. Thank you, Brian. It's been an absolute pleasure for, to be here. Thank you for having me. Good, good. So you've got a great expense, uh, extensive uh <laughs> bio here lots of good things that have happened in your life so why don't you start it off uh, start us off with your origin story and uh, let everybody know how you got to where you are today well i think the the answer for most people when they've done quite a bit in their background is hard work um it always starts that way um i've had nobody to kind of uh help me up along the way i've had no um family that inspired me to be a business owner my dad was a docker and as a child i used to say to my mum. Uh, when I grow up, I'm going to be a docker. She's like, don't be silly. Only men are dockers. I said, well, I'll be the first woman docker then. <laughs> and it was like, that's the attitude I've had going through my life. Well, why can't I do that? I'm going to do that. So um, I tried lots of other things that I knew didn't work for me, like local government. That was a life experience. And then I've been a teacher, primary schools, um, and then started my own business with my husband back in 88. And my world opened up totally when uh, we had a business coach and he told me that he heard from other people how much I was helping them and he said how many people did you help last week and I was like well there's that one and there's that one and oh hang on yeah quite a few he said why don't you go and get paid for it I was like, whoa and it just I was a square peg in a square hole all of a sudden although I'd been working in a business it was stationary I can't get lit. I know some people love a stationary catalog, but it doesn't do it for me. I liked working on the business and I liked helping people. So once I knew that I could leave that business jogging along and keep an eye on it and go into it and look at the marketing and communication and then go off and start another business that was all about helping people, uh, which still runs today, Steps to Success, it was just I was in Nirvana. I absolutely had a whale of a time. And that was my beginning to go, huh, and what else is out there? Uh, and that was where I started from. Inter interesting, interesting story. We were a little bit kindred spirits there because when I was running a very successful business, other business owners would come to me and ask for help. And uh, one of them, about the third time he asked me for help and, and it worked, he said, you know, I, I feel guilty. I should be paying you for this. And I went, ah, now there's a concept. There you go. So that's how I transitioned into coaching. So I, I understand that journey. Yeah. So what do you what do you like best about what you're doing now? Well, now it's kind of morphed into um, looking after people generally in that we have a community called Collaboration Global. Um, and what I didn't realize for many years is that my so-called genius or my innate talent, and I think everybody has something in them that is just the natural thing that they do, that they think everyone can do that. Where in reality, nobody quite does it the way that you do it. So my innate talent was connecting people up and working out that, oh, you'd be really good with you. And, and if you came in and did that and everyone's like, 
what? Oh, I hadn't seen that. Oh, what a brilliant idea. And I love that penny dropping moment. It's a bit like when I was a teacher and you've got the children and you, you're, you're kind of leading them down this path and they get it for themselves. You don't have to give them the answer. They just see it in front of them. So I, I connect wonderful people up that are sharing a similar purpose. Um, and by being in a community like Collaboration Global, they have an opportunity to kind of um, be bigger than they are on their own. There are so many people in silos, entrepreneurs now that are working so hard, but they're all on their own and they need to be able to learn how to ask for help and learn how to get the right people around them and get the mentors and the coaches and the supporters and the fans so they can make their passion and, and their whole purpose known to a, a global audience, really, because now we have the technology. I mean, back in 2007, 2008, it was a different world, wasn't it? Yes, it was very, very different. But <laughs> but but the world has always been the same. And uh, one of your great greatest steps to success is to surround yourself with a lot of smart people that, that do and love the things that you need, but don't necessarily do and love yourself. So I, this is a great concept that you have. And with, with all those people that you help, what do you think the best piece of advice is that you've ever given any of them? Oh, that's a really good question, Brian. Um, my go-to answer is do things with love. If love is the foundation of everything you do, it's your superpower. Um, so rather than gain a bit of business by pinching it off of somebody else or steal somebody's IP because it seems like a good idea without creating your own or even asking permission to use it or do things in an underhanded way just so you can make some money. Come out of that scarcity mindset and move into the mindset of abundance where you want to help as many people as you can. Um, you know, give stuff away for free. People well, there's enough information out there anyway. People can Google anything they want. But if you are the person they want to work with and they get to know who you are, if you're sharing stuff with love and supporting them and helping them, they will want, they'll come to you and say, so how do I, how do I pay you now? How can I do this? So it's a different mindset around gaining more business. It's not, you know, generating leads and, and having lists and goals and, and it's all intense. It's about how can I help you? What can I do? So I think if everything is based on love, if you are following that guideline, then business start. You become the magnet, and business starts coming to you. Yeah, you, the magnet is a key word. If you can figure out a way to attract people to you, mm -hmm. rather than chasing them down, it's it's a it's a whole lot better. Yeah. So um, I I looked on your website and noticed you've got a pretty good group of folks there with uh, uh, that are collaborating with you. So uh, what does your uh, ideal collaboration client look like and how do they find you um well people that come to the community as someone it's the same when i help people write their books it's like they've got something burning on their heart they've got a purpose they've got a mission that they're ready and they just need more help and support so um, a lot of people can't collaborate effectively unless they have understood who the hell they are you know if, if you understand what your limiting beliefs are what your triggers are all of those kind of personal development basics then you can go into a collaboration really effectively. But if you haven't done that work on yourself, you're going to fall at the first hurdle. So we people come and they've got this passion, but they don't know where to go with it and how to fulfill this purpose. So we teach them about the personal development. We teach them to put that into their business when they understand those things. And then from there, they can then go on to collaborate more effectively. So it's, it's a teaching space. 
as well as a supporting, okay, now you're doing this. Now we know your purpose. Let's put you on the podcast. Let's get you in the publication. Let's put you in front of a, you know an audience. Let's see if, what you're like when you're doing an online course. Let's help you get that done. So we can do this kind of full circle support. But first and foremost, you kind of got to have that in your heart. And if people come to the community and they go, I love this energy. I love what's going on. But I don't know if I know what my purpose is. And I'm like, so long as you want to help people, come to us and we'll find out what that is. And that's usually connected to, to what your talent is, what your genius is. And when you've worked out, not necessarily what you're good at, funnily enough, but what you are naturally able to do without even thinking about it, where you get so involved in it that the time just disappears. You forget to have lunch. It's something you absolutely adore doing. That's your natural talent. Right, right. I, I agree very much with that. And I, I notice you've got a pretty pretty extensive social media presence and you've got your podcast and that sort of thing. Are those the formats that uh, that allows your ideal clients to find you? Yeah, I mean, without spreading yourself too thin, and I think we all get guilty of that sometimes, uh, mm -hmm. find this, um, the one space where you want to be known. Uh, and for me, one of my talents is writing. So I, I use LinkedIn. So that's my one space. But I have presence everywhere else. As you've probably worked out, I love having a natter as well. So for me to do a podcast is pure joy. So for me to put that podcast up there, it's like, you know, I do it for nothing. It's, it's one of those things. And I love writing, hence we've got an online publication. Um, but for me on a daily basis to have my sales funnel, and I don't like using that kind of terminology because it, it, it makes me think of a sausage machine where you're taking a person and you're feeding okay. them through and they're coming out the other end. It's just being that magnet again, as we said earlier. If I'm on LinkedIn and I'm daily, four days a week, putting something out, if it's a video or if it's a bit of a podcast or if it's just my thoughts or if I'm having a rant like we do occasionally, uh, and I'm just telling people and they kind of get attracted to, yeah, she's talking about sense. I like what she says. That sounds really interesting. Then we invite them to one of our monthly meetings and they get to feel the vibe, even though it's online because we used to do these face-to-face -face and hello, COVID came along. So everything is now online, which makes me feel better for the climate because we used to have people traveling four or five hours to come to a three-hour meeting and then go all home again. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so now we don't do that. We're all online. Um, and LinkedIn has kind of helped people to see that this might be a kind of community that I'd like to feel. And they still get the energy, even though it's online. I mean, we had a meeting on Tuesday and there were about three people with the tissues out because it was quite an emotive subject. Um, and I'm like, if we can create that without actually having to hug each other or being in the same room, then it's something special. And by having those people come into that space, they know that it's a safe space. It's founded on love. They can fail. They can fall over. They can make a fool of themselves. But we're there to pick them up again, to support them, to challenge them because that's only fair, but it's in a nice, it's tough love. Uh, and then to, to help them take the next steps, whatever those next steps might be for them. And they're different for everybody. There's no um, one size fits all. If, if you're yeah. going to go to a, a webinar or anything and somebody's saying, do this, do this, do this, do this, and you'll get a six-figure salary, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Everyone has got a different business, different market, and you know, different audience that they want to hit and talk to. Uh, so you kind of really got to realize that there's different ways of doing it. And, and the best way of doing it is when you find out what works for you. And there's lots of different ways of finding that out. Good. Yep. Excellent advice. Um, so are you through LinkedIn and, and uh, 
through your podcast and whatever? Are you attracting enough folks to uh, to pay the bills, to put it crudely? But, you know, we we all want to help people, but it's also necessary to make the money that we need to keep ourselves going, our businesses going, do good things in the community, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes and no. <laughs> it's the answer. Um, I'm fortunate enough that I've I'm been around for quite a few years, so I've still got um, my business that started in '88 plus several other businesses that are on the go that are different forms of income for me. So I have the luxury of not having to panic about oh I need more members, I, I need more clients, I need more. It, it just kind of comes to me naturally. So I, I so I'm not building this business which has only been around since uh, beginning of 2020 quickly i'm really happy for it to happen organically because ultimately for me the community at collaboration global is more of a movement around how we can see business in a different format it's business from a, a place of love rather than fear scarcity and competition so um am i making an income from that community yes is it enough well i want to make billions from it to be honest brian so i would say at this moment no but I don't want to make the billions. I want to have billions in the community so that we then have access to funding and we can go and help more people. Yeah, yeah, excellent approach. So, um, you've uh, do you have revenue goals for the next twelve months, as you know many entrepreneurs do? Uh, you're not going to like this answer. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't I, judge the answers. I just learn from them. <laughs> I don't. I don't like goals. Okay. Um, I kind of feel like I don't want to put a price on someone's head. What I generally do is probably three times a year, I will a list, I will sit there and list, wouldn't it be nice if, wouldn't it be lovely if, and I will write all that down and I'll put it in a piece of paper and I'll put it somewhere. And then maybe six months later, I'll find that piece of paper by accident and I'll look at it and I'll go, oh, look, I've done that, I've done that, I've done that, I've done that. By the end of the year, they've all been done. I set up my reticular activating system, that part of the brain that kind of really remembers what you want to do. But mm -hmm. if I say it's a goal, that puts a burden on my shoulders. If I say it's, a, this is my mindset, not everybody, and I'm not condemning people. If you've got a goal and it works for you, then you carry on doing it. But for me, that just made me feel like, oh, it didn't work. It didn't inspire me. It did the opposite. So I, I don't give myself a list, like a to-do list, number one, number two, number three. What I found was if I had 10 things on that list, I would do seven of them. If I had 100 things on that list, I would do 97 of them. So it's like, well, don't have a list. Just do as much as you can. And I'd end up looking back and going, oh, I've done a 1,000 things without having the list and the, I've got to do this. Because that's stress for me. That just doesn't fit with who I am. If I'm in a good mood and I'm connected to lovely people and I know that during the day I'm going to see great people, I can get massive amount done. And throughout the year, that means my goals get activated. For example... In June, we had an event called Altogether Different Change Makers Unite. Uh, and I had the idea through one of our members. Um, he challenged me. I love that. Um, and back in October last year. And so we built a team together. We got a collaboration going and we put on an amazing event. And different people said to me, what are your goals? What are your targets? And I was like, no, no. But we practically, in hindsight, looking back, we, we filled the hall. We, we got the people online, it was hybrid, uh, we covered our costs, we got new members, all of the things that we wanted to do. Our purpose was complete. All the people on the team had their individual purposes and they all got complete. 
but without anyone having to kind of crack a whip and say, you haven't done this, you haven't done that, when are you going to do this? It just happened because we were having fun and enjoying the whole process. Yeah, I guess it's uh, kind of uh, having belief in the power of the subconscious mind and, uh, and uh, moving in the right direction. And I get that doesn't work for everyone. <clears throat> I no, know that I, yeah, I, I understand. There, there are some list makers and there are others that, that aren't. And, and, and I, I'm with you. I agree that whatever works for you, yeah. work it. Yeah. yeah. So you, uh, you've written a book, more than one book. I'm, I apologize. I should know more. <laughs> I've got four, four at the moment and one percolating in the back of my head. <laughs> okay. Okay. And you help other people write books did you yeah, say it's a joy absolute joy um i don't get them to print i just get what's in their head um and unpack it so they've got to the end of the first draft and then i tell them what they need to do for the other stuff I, and i introduce them to editors and proofreaders and blah, 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 you know typesetters and all that kind of thing but i'm not that doesn't like my fire so i don't give them that bit myself i get other people to do that and they get they have a choice of people or they can go and find their own but they've got mm -hmm. that first draft done and a lot of people find that first draft really daunting so my philosophy is you have 10 weeks if you can find three hours a week i can get your first draft done in 10 weeks and then because a lot of people go, oh, I want to write a book. I've, I've, I'm busy this year. It's going to take they've got this thing in their head. It's going to take a year. No, it's 10 weeks. That's all you need. And I've done that four times now. So I know that that's that's how we can generate that um, and keep them on track. So three meetings and, and they're done and then they get the book. But it's only I can only work with people that are doing something that's going to have a massive impact on an awful lot of people. So if somebody was kind of niche or um, wanted to write about you know the horrors of war whilst it's a very valid subject that wouldn't i couldn't do that okay all right so just a curiosity question have have any of the books you've written reached a bestseller status yeah yeah only okay. one because the first three i didn't realize how to and now i now i know kind of the, the whole process that we go through and again that's what i can teach somebody um, how to get it to bestseller status it's a bit of a um it's lovely to get it so you know an awful lot of people have got your work, but it, it's just, and actually, if you want to go to publishers, they expect you to have got a book on Amazon on as a bestseller on your own Steam before they will consider you as being their publisher. Yeah. So it's an interesting, it used to be the other way around. You know, publishers wouldn't touch you if you'd gone to Amazon because they, oh, that's terrible. But now they, they go, okay, how, what's your social media presence? <laughs> how many followers do you have? How many books have you already published? And where did they get to? And were they on the bestseller list? And if you could say yes, they go, right, we'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, nothing's easy, I guess, out yeah. there. It's, it's just figuring out the system to make it work. Yeah, exactly. So we've, uh, we've touched on a number of very interesting things uh, today. Have you got any final thoughts, any question that I should have asked that I didn't that you'd Ooh. like to answer? Um, I think the life is too short to not do what you're enjoying. So if you're not sure what your innate natural talent is, I mean, it might be art um, and you don't necessarily want to turn that into a business. You want to make sure that it's in your life so that you're having fun and your business is where your income comes from. But find out what it is because it feeds your soul. And if you're lucky enough to feed your soul while you're earning money, awesome. That's the best way to be. Um, but find out that the work in... When we grew up, work was just meant it was difficult, it was tough, it was hard, and you had to do it, suck it up, get on with it. Mm -hmm. 
today's world you don't have to do that you can truly genuinely have a good work-life balance and it's finding out what you love to do what lights you up what you're good at and then work around that and then find other people that kind of do the same as you but do a little bit different so when I had a business partner uh, in my previous business and uh, we're both business coaches so on paper we did exactly the same we can help businesses to grow in reality he loved doing that bit. I loved doing that bit. Neither of us liked doing that bit. So we went together with that other person. We found the third person. So when we went to a business, we were coming as a team, doing the thing we love best rather than pretending we could do it all. So the client got a better service from us because they had access. Now, we just had to be not so greedy to take it all. And then the client gets better. Then they're going to refer us because they had a great job done. Uh, and you can go on. So it's those kind of things. Surround yourself with good people that can support your business. They can um, inspire you. They can do things that you don't particularly want to do or not good at or it's just not your thing. Um, and then you've got a great offering uh, to your client because you know that you're backed up by a team of people that are going to make sure that you look fantastic. Yeah, great. Excellent advice. Uh, I think that's a great way to, to end the show this morning. You've been a, a, a thoroughly enjoyable and uh, um, uh, knowledgeable guest and have imparted a lot of great wisdom. So I appreciate your time. You're very welcome. It's been a joy to have a chat with you today. Okay. Thank you, Joe.